the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sennheiser. Mr. Marlboro with AV Nation, taking a look at the women in the AV industry. Uh, I'm your host, but I am not the, the, the most important part. The most important part is the, my guest on the other side, uh, not quite of the country, uh, Kristen Salinger uh, with Shin Milson Mulkey. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. I, I mentioned uh, Kristen is in uh, the beautiful state of Colorado. I'm in St. Louis. I got nothing there, right? She's got mountains and I have the great muddy Mississippi. So, um, which, you know, Mark Twain and all that jazz. And yes, people wrote songs and crap, but not quite like, you know, John Denver and Rocky Mountain High. So uh, <laughs> now that I've really gotten off the track here, uh, I met you. Uh, I've not met you in person, uh, I don't believe. Oh, not yet. But I met you through our, our, our friends at, at Future and, and the event we did, uh, the AVN2 event. And I, I have always been fascinated with acoustics, right? It, it's it's part of the, the industry that... I probably know the least about, but I think is fascinating. Um, and just listening to you and, and, and listening to you both kind of off, off the air, you know, just you and I chatting beforehand, fascinating by how you kind of ended up here and, and, and just the way that you see a space, right. And you're able to help clients like, okay, that's lovely to look at. Now let's talk about how it's going to sound right. And, And the way that you're able to do that. So, so the, the, typically we would ask like kind of how folks got into the industry, and I do want to start with that, but I also want to like maybe uh, dovetail off of that into how you got in, into acoustics to begin with. Oh, it started with music. Um, okay. Most acousticians are musicians on some level. Started out as a band geek. Um, I play tenor sax and I play piano. Loved it as a kid. Um, continued into college, but um, I think. Um, that kind of curiosity about sound and, and having then also maybe some scientific proclivities. I loved taking physics and calculus in both high school and college as well. Um, if you can exceed at those and then you have kind of this sense that, you know, you know, your oral environment, the, what we hear, how we hear it, why it sounds like it does. Um, I just had some curiosities about that. So, um, I started out in electrical engineering, um, and honestly, it wasn't really clicking with me. So I was flipping through the college catalog. I went to a big, big 12 uh, university and that has 400 majors and I found acoustics. And I thought, gee, and I was in the College of Engineering. This sounds like something I could really get behind. And sure enough, every class I took was more and more fascinating. It was a lot of physics, a lot of calculus, yeah. some other kind of general engineering classes. And it just clicked. Um, I like to say it's kind of like that Goodwill Hunting client, uh, quote where, you know, it, sometimes people can just look at a piano and play. I could figure out some of the calculations. The basic calculations that support acoustic science um, are just stuff that just makes sense to me. Um, so uh, sure enough, I also kind of had a thing for construction. And then, gosh, when I figured out I could be a consultant for the built environment, study studying acoustics, helping apply acoustic principles, um, poof, I, I jumped in and haven't looked back. So I've been doing it for uh, 16 years now, uh, three different firms and yeah, learn something new every day. 
Um, at the same time, you, it's a lot of the same principles. Like I said, there's core kind of principles that support uh, the acoustic of the science. And from there, um, it's, uh, it's really easy to kind of like get good at it, I think. And I think that's what kind of also applies to AV, that it's, uh, it's an industry that's constantly changing. But yet, once you can kind of get the foundational knowledge of it, then yeah. So that's what I think I at least have in common. But that's, uh, yeah, that's how I kind of get into it. And like I said, I haven't looked back. So there, there's a couple of things I want to go off on for a second here. Okay. Uh, first, it, it is, it, and, and the, the tie between, you said most acousticians are musicians, right? right? Yeah. And I, I want you to comment, someone, as someone who, who played the, both the tenor saxophone and the, and the piano, which not for anything, but the saxophone is my favorite instrument of all time. It is just, it, I played it as a kid, as a kid, right? Okay. A hundred years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I think that my lack of talent in it is it just led me to appreciate people who can do it. Mm. But I want you to tie into the 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 this um, this this um, theory or this this belief that young people who have a musical um, bent or they they're involved in music are also really good at math because of the 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 tie in between the music and, and the understanding the music and going in, into math. Is there something there, or was there something there with you that you found? Not that I figured out at the time. I okay. understand, and like, yeah, you're right. I've, I've read about things that if you can, because of, I think, the uh, mathematic support of even like chords and major chords and minor chords, um, syncopation and or the beat, um, that's all technically kind of a mathematic basis. So um, I, it didn't, I don't, I don't connect it. I think of math and music as very different things. Um, so, but no, that's, that's interesting. And I've, I've read that as well, but I wish I knew more about it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> uh, the other thing is you said that uh, acoustics is like AV where it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Explain that to me because in my brain, <laughs> acoustics are acoustics, right? There, there are physics here, right? They're the unchangeable laws. How, how does that, how does that work? Exactly. What's changing is the materials that we use to either attenuate sound absorb reflections and or echoes okay. and um and the ways that we even build our mechanical equipment so that it vibrates less there's less turbulence which means there's going to be less noise so all those things are, are slowly changing and even trying to save on cost of materials so we're using aluminum and we're used to steel and gosh what does that do in terms of yeah an airflow of a fan um and creating turbulence uh, so the, all that is still changing. There's now in terms of air handlers, as an example, I found this fascinating when this happened a little bit ago. Usually it's just one big fan that pushes air yeah. through filters and it's cooled and it's whatever. Now there's what they call fan walls. So it's maybe 16 smaller fans. And they did this one because now the whole thing doesn't break down. You have one fan go down, you can still kind of serve the building. Uh, on top of that, it's much more efficient. The flow is a lot more efficient. There's all these other things that they that they learned um, and discovered that, gosh, this helps a lot of different things, and they're quieter acoustically. So stuff like that is a good example of, of what's changing, and yet the basis is the same. Yeah, absolutely. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, so you, you, you mentioned the fact that you that, that, that kind of got you into acoustics. Yeah. You mentioned the fact you, you worked for three different firms. Have they all been kind of AV-ish consulting firms, or um, has one maybe, you know, how you ended up at SMW from, from the other two? Yes, all AV acoustics firms, except for the third one that was strictly acoustics. Um, but small, started out a small firm. They did a acoustics and AV. And again, I just worked with a great team, got into it. 
they challenged me. They um, let me be dumb sometimes and ask some of the stupidest questions I'm totally embarrassed that I used to ask. But at the same time, I figured it out. <clears throat> but then, yeah, got an opportunity to uh, work with uh, Fred Shen, um, who's one of the, he started his business in the 80s. And Kusuo Consulting, I think, has only been around since about then, maybe the 60s, 70s. It has it's really kind of been embraced by modern society. Um, and acoustics as a science is also very kind of young. So um, I was kind of excited to work with Fred. And yeah, SMW is, is what it is. We are five total disciplines, eight offices in the U.S. So I really like the variety of projects I get to work on. Why do you think that that acoustics is so young? Because, you know, um, as a discipline and as kind of an, a, um, oh, an accepted discipline where architects, you know, consultants will, will bring you guys in as a, oh, hey, there's, here's an SME, here's a subject matter expert and someone that we need as opposed to maybe 100 years ago, we're like, eh, make everything marble, it's pretty, whatever. <laughs> That's a really good question because you're right. People have been designing amphitheaters for thousands of years and they just went with what they got, I guess, which is fascinating and you're right. So structurally, you needed to figure out how to build a building and have it stand up and not fall over. Um, I guess acoustics just people did just think that maybe um, we maybe they didn't realize how much control they can over, have over the oral environment like they yeah. do the visual environment. Um, gosh, now I'm now I know I'm going to do this weekend <laughs> is Google that. <laughs> Google that. All right. Well, yeah. If, if I'm nothing else, I'm, I'm at least good for that. Uh, one yeah. of the things that that I, I've, I've highlighted on this uh, this program specifically is, um, you know, I, I have said publicly several times, I, I, I kind of get where I am and I know what I am, right? I am a 100% cis white, you know, male, right? That's 100%. I don't face a whole lot of challenges when it comes to folks actively or just, you know, subconsciously keeping me from doing certain things. Uh, and I know a lot of women in the industry specifically, but also outside the industry who have had those experiences. What sort of challenges have you faced, whether that was coming through up through school or, or in the work environment um, over, over the last 16, 17 years? I think there are just lingering stereotypes about who can and can't do math mm. and, and or even just understand scientific concepts. Um, in high school, I was lucky enough to have supportive teachers and I found myself even trying to encourage my friends because I was the one that was always trying to, you know, play on the computer. This is in the, the 90s. And PCs were just kind of getting into schools for a regular use. And like, come on, you guys can understand this. We're just we're creating a word file. And they struggled. So I think when it was in college was my first. So I had supportive teachers up until that point. Um, and my father is also from a technical background. He worked at a computer company. He let me kind of... In, investigate on my own terms and kind of my own pace, a lot of different kind of technology jobs or scientific things. Um, I got lucky enough to get a internship when I was in high school with John Deere and learned from the manufacturer itself of how they structure their engine components and their transmissions of the, of the tractors to make them so huge and powerful. I thought that was really interesting and I'm so glad, like my parents even decided, yeah, that if you're into that, let's do it. College was tough because um, I did have some professors of some of my engineering courses, and obviously I'm one of two, or one or two uh, females are in a class of, you know, 200 men, and um, some of the professors would just have these offhand comments of, 
hey, you look like you work on cars. Like, you look like a big, strong guy. What do you think about this concept of doing this to your transmission or whatever it was? And feeling like, because of my gender, I can't answer a question about how to change the oil of a car uh, just made me more angry than anything. And, and luckily, I didn't get discouraged. I, I knew what I knew. And I was confident that, yes, I can talk about cars, I can talk about sports, I can talk about math. And just because it just came so easily to me. And thank goodness I figured out what I wanted to do and that the fact that I could be good at it at a pretty young age. So it's one of those things about kind of trusting your own judgment and trusting your skills. And when something you is challenging to you and yet you feel, you know, that sense of kind of productivity and even um, pride in the fact that, man, I figured out this really hard problem or whatever it is that you like to do, um, mm -hmm. go with it. And don't don't give up. Don't let people talk you out of it because, my goodness, like they, you'll hit obstacles. So uh, my first job, I would say, um, again, I got to, into a more supportive um, environment, but I think I had to prove myself a little bit first. And whether or not that was me kind of internalizing some things whether or whether they thought, oh, a female... But in acoustics, I guess, they, I, guess uh, I kind of passed the bar at that point. Um, <clears throat> but I did. I think I had to kind of go in above and beyond maybe some of my male counterparts. Um, and to this day, I know that uh, some of my female colleagues are not getting paid as well as their male counterparts when they're coming in with maybe a master's degree versus not. Um, and that's something that I'm uh, passionately trying to figure out and get behind in. And finally find some equality in a lot of those realms. Yeah. When, when you look back and, and you see some of the things that, that you had to overcome, and, and we'll, we'll, I'll pick on the professors for a second, right? And, and yeah. certainly, you know, um, you and I were going to the college roughly in the same time. You were, were certainly younger than I am on this. But, you know, 90s into, into 2000s, still some, some pretty um, baked-in um, prejudices. Uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, especially on the math and the engineering side. Why did you decide to to overcome those? Why did you decide to, to kind of stick that out and, and, and kind of show those professors that, yes, Kristen knows exactly what she's talking about? Well, I actually ended up becoming kind of friends with each, each of my classmates each semester. My friend group kind of changed because we were studying together. And whether or not just that little extra bit of assertiveness helped me get in with some male classmates and I saw that I was doing better than them grade wise. And I was explaining things to them while we were doing homework together, you know, more times than not. So from there, I was just like, gosh, like fluid dynamics. Um, that was my favorite course in college. And I was the one kind of helping mentor several of my classmates, male and female. This is how we're going to get through this. And just trying to explain it in different ways, using different examples from the textbooks and I, I, I thank goodness I had just that hard data of, Kristen, this is making sense to you and your other four classmates, it's gibberish too. And then I maybe just got even better at it, you know, how you're supposed to explain something in order to learn it better yourself. So I think yeah. that's kind of what helped reinforce some of that knowledge. And then from there, it just kind of took off um, that I was just getting the evidence kind of right there and then I'm getting the better grades and some of my classmates and, and like I said, explaining concepts to them. Just because I'm curious, because I have no idea what on earth you just said as far as fluid dynamics. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that is the study of fluid fluid uh, materials, so gas and uh, fluids. Let's say you have uh, a certain 
on a volume, it's going to go down a certain diameter pipe. You have to account for the friction losses as the fluid interacts with the pipe uh, surface as it flows. So like there's changes in flow and turbulence because the center of the pipe is un, kind of unencumbered rather than this fluid that's interacting with the pipe. Um, I'm trying to think what else. It was a lot of things like that about pressure and flow and temperature changes, that how that affects volume, a lot of those sorts yeah. of just random things. And again, it was like five uh, different equations that you just kind of apply uh, throughout the entire semester. So that's a simplistic explanation, I guess. I, I, I appreciate the simplistic part because again, I have no idea. Um, I, I think the last math class I had in, in, in earnest may have been my freshman year of college, which is <clears throat> a couple of decades ago. Um, so not, not quite. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, about a couple of ago. Um, you, you mentioned a couple of things and I think I know that some of the answers to this, but when you look back, um, when you look back at your career, you know, several years from now, uh, at, at your retirement party or maybe the weekend afterwards when you're chilling out and said, holy crap, I'm retired. What, what do you want to see have changed in the industry? I, I don't know. It's a question of, it's, it's probably three major things. It's a question of transparency about why people are being hired and why they're being paid what they are. Um, some equal opportunity I think at some points, um, even personalities and gosh, if I want to kind of even go outside of our industry and say elementary school kids need better support for their math and science educations because we are not pushing everybody and challenging everybody equally. Uh, I think some people throw up their hands and they just say, I can't understand this. And then, then they, they convince themselves that they're terrible at math at a very young age, which I think is too bad because it's not, the it's not the case at all. I don't think, um, <clears throat> so it's changing the education system. It's changing the level of transparency in terms of hiring and compensation. And then even figuring out and even supporting people better um, with training because we are in such a niche industry. Acoustics, we don't even have a PE license anymore. There's, we're not recognized by a lot of engineering uh, organizations as uh, almost legit NCEES, which is the official kind of licensing entity in the, in the country doesn't have anything acoustics in it. So things like that where I wish we could bring back licensings because there are a lot of snake oil salesmen out there that uh, want to soundproof everything. And that's not how it works. And it's not easy by buying, oh, some mass-loaded vinyl and, you know, putting it on a resilient channel. It's, uh, it's a bit more than that. And I, people want a simple answer and I can sympathize with that. Yeah. Um, but gosh, like we need to legitimize some of these things because people don't get it and people are getting taken advantage of. So the, the part of this question, then um, the other side of this is how do you affect that change? How do you make, and you said a couple of different things that were really great. So either the, and you can take both, I don't care. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you do like the, the, the STEM education early on and, and encouraging, but you said that second part of that answer is fascinating to me because I did had no idea that acousticians were not seen as wizards, because that's what I think of you as, because of, of what you're able to do. But seriously, I, and, and, and I, I've told you this you, kind of off the air, I think what you do is fascinating. And maybe it's just my own productivity, uh, my own personal bias here. But I think I, I, I look at you guys a lot like the RF folks. It, 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 is a, it, is a, it is a 
wizardry that I do not understand. And yes, some of it is the fact that I, I my brain doesn't work that way, right? And when it comes to math and sciences, and I'm okay with that, right? I'm I am okay with that. But again, I look at you guys a little bit like wizards. I, I the fact that you guys aren't seen taken so seriously really kind of shocks me. How do we get there? Like, how do I mean either you or how, how do how do other folks in the industry do that? Uh, I'm actually in the process of trying to petition certain states to open back up. Unfortunately, we are still, I think, small enough. We don't have enough manpower to really do it, to get those voices. Like, we could have every acoustician in the country sign a petition. Hey, we want all these states to officially license acoustical engineering, but that's still maybe a couple thousand people. It's not like mechanical engineering. It's not like structural engineering. We just don't yeah. have the people behind us. Um, so maybe it's almost kind of like um, the fight that females, we need male empowerment almost. We need friends that are males to help fight for us because of us females that band together and scream, you know, till our lungs hurt, we still need some male help because we are a bit of a minority in the industry for now. So, um, and that kind of goes across all industries of women trying to get into STEM industries, get into technical things that typically they hadn't before and, and males into predominantly female uh, organizations and professions as well too. So um, we definitely need the help of you know, our male counterparts, but uh, that's, that's step one is trying to petition it. Um, and then just kind of thinking together logically of how to, of why it's going to, why it's actually needs to be legitimate. And the snake oil salesman point I made is one of the major things that it's really frustrating for people to be getting misinformation about acoustics all the time. And I have to talk them back out of some decisions they've already made about, oh, this is how I'm going to soundproof my basement, you know, cause I have a theater down there and my kid's nursery is above it. Um, uh, so I think that would be, um, a first good step. Um, but other than that, I think it's, it's, uh, I've, I've mentored in the past before. ACE is the architecture, engineering, construction mentoring that you interact with high school students. Um, and just figuring out how to get the bigger voice out there that acoustics is a thing and you could probably be really good at it if you like math. And like, there's so many students out there that don't even realize this was a job. I didn't realize I had this job that I have is one until a year after I graduated. So, um, it's got to be a marketing campaign, but again, if we don't have enough folks in the in the meantime, I don't know. Uh, it's, that's, I'll, I'll take your help, Tim, please. Well, no, it, it, you, you made some really good points there, right? Is And, it, and it's not unlike um, the AV industry in general, right? And I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, kind of lump you guys in, but it, it is some, some, some of the similar um, issues that the industry it has talked about for years, right? This is not new, right? How do we get young people? How do we do that? And, and, and the fact that, that you know the the vast majority of av professionals fell into it right it's they were music musicians they were this they were theater i was a theater geek right okay. um and and so that's you know when we when we look at um some of those same issues i think that, that you what you're doing right is, is fantastic um but you still talking to the the, the high schoolers right getting in there uh, whether that's with ACE or, or some other, you know, group, the ability to come in and go, okay, you know, do a high school presentation to a a a, a band, right? To an orchestra, yeah. you guys are already in there, right? Or or to you know, um, the the kids that are that are good at math and science. So yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, my dad for a time was trying to get me to petition to my hometown uh, school district board to say acoustics should be like a section even in the physics uh, curriculum. 
And yeah. how do we do that? And I was like, this is exhausting trying to like get into the political bureaucracy of, of education because it's so fraught and everybody's are already overloaded. So it's gonna it's an uphill battle, unfortunately. Yeah. But I have other issues with school boards and curriculum that I will not get a into. A lot of folks. <laughs> uh, Kristen Hellinger, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, how do people connect with you um, if they are so inclined? I'm on LinkedIn, Kristen Salinger. You can find me, like I said, SMW. Uh, and that's really, yeah, find me on LinkedIn, please. Yeah, and Kristen has been very, very kind with, with her time uh, with me as I kind of just, she's, she really is what she does is freaking fantastic. So Thank uh, you check so her out much. on LinkedIn. Um, for me, for Tim Albright, for Aviation, don't follow me on the Twitters. Uh, but go by our website, avionation.tv. That's avionation.tv. You'll find programs like this and a host of others. Um, and like I said, uh, we started this back in in March, and we've we've gotten uh, a really really uh, good response. Uh, lots of really great uh, women in the industry have given us their time, and and go out and check them out, and, and we'll be looking for more. So all that and more at avionation.tv. That's avionation.tv. Mm-hmm.